Yo, what up? Welcome to another episode of the Oakland Warriors podcast. I'm Patrick, and I am joined by Justin from the Clutch Talk podcast. What's up, Justin? What up, Patrick? Thanks for having me on the show. Excited to talk about the Warriors. So Justin and his partner, John, had me on their show early in the season. I think it was like before the first game. It was like a kind of a talking Warriors and stuff. So I'm having him on. <laughs> for the first (laughs) back-to-back loss (laughs) of the Warriors season. What'd you think about that, man? From the start, you could tell, I think, just having Steph out, Draymond, they're just lacking something. I don't know what it was. It just started off slow. Obviously, they were up after the first quarter. In the first half, I was thinking back to the Detroit Pistons game when Steph and Draymond and Iguodala sat out. And I think Otto Porter Jr. sat out that game too. And there was a game where Jordan Poole and Andrew Wiggins really kind of tag-teamed and, and had good games. And I mean, <laughs> I don't want to get too down about a loss, but like back-to-back kind of sucks. I said after yesterday's game, if they lose to the Pelicans, that'll be lame. But Jordan Poole came in and he played like Steph. Steph from yesterday, <laughs> you know, <laughs> right? And he was a big offer for most of the game until the end, made it a little bit exciting. And you know, like after that thirty-two point game off the bench earlier in the week, he's had a couple uh, questionable uh, outings. But some of these guys are not there yet, you know, in terms of being ready for the for the limelight. And that's what they're trying to learn. That's what they need to get to by the end of the season, by the playoffs. Regardless, I think of, you know, Steph, whatever his thigh contusion or whatever, I think this was kind of a scheduled day off. And I think, you know, Kerr wanted to throw the guys in the fire and see what they could do. You know, like you said, getting those young guys ready. Is Poole a guy they can, my question is, do you think they can rely on him consistently? Yeah, I mean, I think we're just going to see that from Poole this season, man. I mean, that's who he is now. I was talking to my buddy Aram and Mm. you were talking about Jordan Poole and one of our resolutions was for the Warriors was for him to be more consistent and that's the next level for him, right? He has shown things he can do, the flashes, all that jazz, but for him to get to that next level, to get beyond the comparisons to Jordan Clarkson or Jamal Crawford or whatever. It's like beyond just like those streaky microwave scores to be a legit player. He has to get there. And I don't know if, I mean, he only shot a handful of times in the Dallas game, which was surprising because they really needed him. So, you know, Mm -hmm. yeah, he needs to find it. I don't know if he'll do it this season, but thankfully coming off the bench, he should provide enough. And if he doesn't do it, Hopefully Damian Lee can, you know, score eight points off the bench in an important game. And, you know, that's that's part of the depth of this team. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I loved what I saw from Damian Lee tonight, you know, five for ten, showed some mm-hmm. some flashes, hit some big shots throughout. And then Gary Payton, I think. And, and I think like that that next role, um, for that that two kind of wing spot, I think it might be ultimately end up being kind of pool we start seeing some gp2 it's kind of solidified himself as of late and then damian lee yeah. but it kind of might be a night-to-night kind of basis in that kind of sense of rotation who's going to be playing it might not always be the same guy with pool like it's a question of whether or not he can be a fringe all-star in my opinion right like can right. he be a guy who will eventually start maybe for the Warriors later down the road or maybe for some other team Mm -hmm. if he gets itchy and wants to leave, doesn't want to come off the bench. (laughs) But I believe in the kid. (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, no, I, I for sure believe in him. I mean, we saw what happened at the end of the game tonight. He hit one layup and then he got going. Boom. Two, I think two threes after that, you know, bang, bang, streaky score. But if he can get it consistent, I think the sky's the limit because he still has that confidence. We still saw him take that yeah. to take, come up, pull, dribble up the floor when he's 0 for 10 at that point and bang, like swish. Uh, have that confidence it takes a lot not not everyone has that so if he has that mentality um i think he'll be good yeah i'm I, we're, we're full believers so <laughs> don't get it twisted and also man it's like he improved so much from last season to this season you know from mm-hmm. last season to the end of last season that it would be somewhat foolish to assume that he's reached his uh full potential that he's reached his ceiling that this is who he is i feel that consistency will come eventually he'll just know this game better so yeah that's a lot of jordan pool love we have (laughs) what other thoughts did you have about this game one thing that stood out to me kind of was jonathan kuminga like you you know when in these type of games it wasn't really a throwaway game but it was a throwaway game in the sense of they were just playing with house money i mean you got your two of your best players that have played this season obviously clay's not in the mix yet but um you know guys are getting opportunities thrown in the fighter like I, i mentioned earlier we saw some moody minutes we saw a lot of kuminga minutes or you know 20 minutes at least and you know i loved his aggression um we, before we've seen his willingness to, you know, shoot, but I think when he's at his best is when he's attacking the rim, being aggressive. And then one play that sticks out to me was in that second half when he had Valanchunas uh, on him. Obviously, he's got the quickness advantage, and I wanted to see, you know, would he take advantage of that and get to the rim? And that's exactly what he did. Hit him with a ball fake, Valanchunas bit. I don't know why, because you know he wants to get to the rim. Blew by him to the right, scooped it in. So. I loved um, the decision-making a lot from Kaminga. Obviously, there's growing pains, and there was times when he made a few bad decisions, but the aggression on both ends of the floor as well. You know, he was making some play defensively, getting in some passing lanes, and I love to see it and guys shining in those opportunities. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm a huge Kaminga fan. Let me ask you, like, when the draft was happening last summer, who were you hoping the Warriors would pick? I was a big Davion Mitchell guy. No, I, uh, <laughs> I, no, I was like, I, I was, I was watching intently that Baylor, uh, Baylor final. And yeah. I was just thinking, yeah, Davion Mitchell would be a kind of plug and play guy, but uh, I don't yeah, know. Yeah. I, I, I wasn't sold. But then as I learned more, honestly, on draft day, when I learned more about Kaminga, I was like, oh, okay, okay, this guy's for real. Yeah, um, yeah. But what about you? What do you, who is it for you? I mean, when, when I saw that first G League game, I don't know if you saw it last season, uh, Kaminga versus mm-hmm. the Santa Cruz Warriors, and he swatted the hell out of Jordan Poole on a drive, on a fast break drive. I was like, oh, man. And he showed the whole package at that point. I know he wasn't as consistent or as solid mm-hmm. the rest of the shortened G League schedule, but what I saw in that game, I mean, it was like Wiseman. He, they showed flashes of what they could do. And I mean, he could pass, Mm -hmm. he could shoot, he could dribble in transition, he could rebound. I mean, he could get by people. And when when he dropped, when I was watching the draft and Adam Silver was uh, announcing the Mm -hmm. OKC pick right before and out of his mouth came like, Osh Giddy. (laughs) I was like, oh my God. Oh my God. Like, I, I think, I think a lot of people, 
like, you know, you were into Davion Mitchell, but you knew Kaminga, but like a lot of people who don't follow as closely as we do probably had no idea who John the Kaminga was. And oh, right. Yeah. You know, that, that was a draft where five guys could have gone number one in any given year, you know, like odds are Kaminga, mm-hmm. if he and Wiseman were in the same draft class, Kaminga would go ahead of them. I was super excited. What do you think Moody's ceiling is, which you've seen so far? I know it's early. Ooh, Moody's ceiling. I'm feeling right now, I think he can be a, a solid starter. And when I say starter, I mean kind of a ceiling, maybe like a Mikhail Bridges, like a really good role player, like third, third option, fourth option, whatever you consider kind of Mikhail Bridges, but like a solid three and D plug and play. Um, he's going to guard the other team's best player um, on every, any given night, knock down open shots. Uh, that's kind of what I'm feeling from him right now. Cause I just feel like right now he's got the confidence to shoot and take open shots. Um, he shot better tonight. I think he made probably was like 50%, you know, at least, but uh, mm-hmm. he has a willingness and confidence to take the shots shot selection. Maybe he's off sometimes, but willingness is there. And uh, he's a workhorse too. Like he he's the effort is already there, which is huge for a rookie um, coming yeah. in. That's kind of where I'm yeah. at right now. How are you feeling? It's a temp on that, on Moody. He needs to work on his quicks, you know? Like if mm-hmm. if Steph can get quicker somehow, you know, then right. um, Moody can do it too. So I expect him to be in the gym working out, like kind of getting into like tip-top shape and uh, absolutely asserting himself more a little bit next season because he'll get way more of an opportunity next season, especially, I mean, both him and Kaminga, right? Like, uh, sorry, mm-hmm. like as much as I appreciate JTA and Damian Lee, like they're they're <laughs> they're holding those spots for those guys, right? Right, right. They're gonna get more, and we we don't even know what uh, Otto Porter like with his situation. He might try to go get the bag. I don't know what he'll he'll be feeling next year, and you don't know that what what all those veterans are feeling like after hopefully a, a title run, you know, they, they might want to go chase, chase a bag and those guys will be thrown in their roles, put in their roles and get yeah, an opportunity, yeah. like you said. So kind of, yeah, I wouldn't it. blame them at all, especially if the Warriors get the title to be like, all right, you know, <laughs> thanks for the title and thanks for the opportunity to make more money, yeah. you know? Hockey fans, DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, has a no-brainer offer that'll make you a winner once any shot gets past the goalie. New customers can bet just $1 on any NHL game and win $100 in free bets if either team scores. The NHL got rid of ties in 2005, so you know someone is going to light the lamp. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, no worries. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Hockey Contests. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TBPN. Throw down $1 on any NHL game and win 100 in free bets if either team scores a goal. That's promo code TBPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Do you think Andrew Wiggins, one, deserves to be an all-star? And two, do you think he will be an all-star? One, absolutely, hell yeah. Like, I think he should definitely be an all-star. Um, I think I think that he's, just in terms of, like, his career 
progression and kind of his story, I think it would be just the ultimate, you know, a testament to a guy being in kind of like a crappy situation, obviously in Minnesota, being ultimately written off. Um, mm-hmm. In a lot of people's opinion, kind of just a, a contract um, filler or whatever, like exchange, like for for Delo, like and in, in return, and and the the Warriors kind of thinking of him a potential trade piece, not even kind of considering him him, and then being the right place, right fit, like just diving right into the to the Warriors culture being ended up being the perfect fit you know all these career highs and percentages playing the best basketball of his career posterizing cat and make, going on that run um, after that I think it's just like the perfect um, snowball into the all-star and I think he's so deserving I think the Warriors wouldn't be where I was actually having this conversation with on a show with John. I don't think they would be where they're at without the play of Wiggins and the amount of times he's, you know, play had big fourth quarters when times when they couldn't buy a basket or they needed a stop and he's guarded the best player. So can't say enough. Will he get it? <laughs> I don't know because I feel like they're going to get two bursts. Um, the way that uh, there's a lot mm-hmm. of good teams. I think Phoenix is probably going to get Booker and, Paul, Chris Paul and I think the Warriors may only get two and I think the rep of Draymond being a former you know all-star and being kind of that all-star defensive player of the year I think mm-hmm. he may get the nod over Wiggins but mm-hmm. I, I would vouch and I I'm all for you know I'm not, and but previously I haven't been kind of the biggest all-star campaign guy but I think he should get if anyone's deserving of a third spot for a team gotta be a wigs in my opinion but how what do you think like to those two at first i was like oh man there, there's got to be somebody else gotta be other dudes who are playing better than him but i don't know if you saw but the uh all-star tallies came out so far and wiggins is fourth right because warriors fans are super tech savvy and they're probably tweeting his hashtag <laughs> nonstop. <laughs> right and, right Free and uh so it's lebron <laughs> Jokic. Uh, Paul George. So Paul George is at one million seventy-two thousand, and Wiggins is at nine hundred thirty-three thousand. Jokic is at one point six five million. Right. So like mm-hmm. Paul George is within reach for the vote. Okay. Like if they go right mm-hmm. three front court, two guards. Draymond is fifth at a paltry six hundred ninety-one thousand. Everybody hates Draymond. And <laughs> I think you can catch Paul George. This is best chance. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. If you project Clay to be healthier next season and Poole to have a bigger role, Kaminga to have a bigger role, Wiggins probably gets fewer touches per game next year. You know what I mean? I think he's odd man out. Yeah. Not an odd man out in the sense, but he would get the short end of the stick, like Damian Lillard. You know, the famous when he was, you know, kind of shorted out, like he he thought he was um, robbed of that All Star vote way back when, and. Um, I feel like a lot of times now a player won't get it the year he's deserving, but the next year when he's got kind of that clout per se, if you want to call it that, he gets the mm-hmm. the nod that year, especially if they go on to win the title this year. Right. Um, he'll have that clout, that namesake. 
Wiggins will be in the mix and then he might be a lock. But then, like you said, Clay is going to be back and they're not going to get four. Maybe it's like the KD there. I don't know, man. And it's also Wiggins won't have as impressive of stats right. in all likelihood, in all likelihood. Mm-hmm. All right, man. Well, Justin, man, thank you for being on the show. Let people know where they can find you and Clutch Talk. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, thanks for having me on the show. Always appreciate it. And uh, yeah, everyone continue to listen to Oakland Warriors podcast for your go-to Warriors uh, Warriors recaps every game. I know I'm the I listen to Patrick. He's always got great takes and uh, everything like that. But yeah, for for us, um, Clutch Talk Pod. Like Patrick said, at Clutch Talk Pod on Instagram and Twitter, you can find us. We have like debates, polls, everything on there. And then for our podcast, on wherever you get your podcasts, um, YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, just at Clutch as Clutch Talk, C L U T C H um, T A L K. And uh, yeah, appreciate it. Yeah, so. Cool, man. All right. Well, that is another episode of the Oakland Warriors podcast. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Feel free to hit me up on Twitter at Patrick Epino, E-P-I-N-O, or at Oakland Warriors. Check us out at OaklandWarriors.com. And be sure to tell your fellow Warrior fan friends to tune in and listen to the Oakland Warriors podcast. It's produced by National Film Society and is a part of the Basketball Podcast Network. And if you're so inclined, please leave us a five-star rating on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or both. And uh, say nice things about us in a review. All right. That's it. Music in this episode provided by Paper Sun. Special thanks to Paul Amardo for production support. See you next time. <laughs>